What is up, everyone? It is Tuesday night, 8 p.m. So you go, so you guys know what that means. Another edition of the Buffalo Blitz right here on the Built in Buffalo Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter network. If you are on Facebook, drop a like, comment, share this to everyone. If you're on YouTube, like, comment, share, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And if you're on Twitter, drop a like, follow us on Twitter, and retweet this. And as always, if you do miss this episode, you can re-watch this or you can listen to the audio version tomorrow morning on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you get your audio podcast. Lance, how are we doing, my man? Doing well, doing well. Had a little bye week here, so hopefully Bill's Mafia is rested up and ready to go nuts here this week against the Kansas City Chiefs. Got a special guest here today, Scott Kaysan. Uh Hope I got your name uh, right there. How you doing today, Scott? Yeah, close enough. Doing great, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Of course, man. Of course. Uh, before we get into some of the things tonight, and obviously, obviously we'll, comment section is open. So if you guys want to be in the comment section, let us know what you guys think, all that stuff, post questions, all that fun kind of stuff. Scott, what do you do exactly for Bill and Buffalo? So everyone that maybe doesn't know uh, can find out. Yes, yeah, so this is my uh, my first year associated with the brand, and uh, I write blogs, and uh, specifically I do weekly gambling blogs and take some player prop picks that I like for the Bills and try to, you know, make the people some money. Yeah, and we're definitely going to be talking about some of that in the first half of the show. Obviously, we're not recapping anything this week coming up a bye, so we'll, we'll break down some bets. We'll talk to Scott about some bets uh, that he potentially might like and all that kind of stuff with the Bills Chiefs and stuff down the road with the Bills. And then obviously we'll get into the nitty-gritty of uh, the Bills versus Chiefs matchup that is coming up this weekend. But before we do that, Lance, who are we sponsored by? Yes, sir. The Buffalo Blitz is sponsored by Underdog Fantasy, the best daily fantasy app in all the world. Sign up right now with promo code BLITZ. You'll receive your deposit matched up to $100. They have pick'ems, scorchers, which can allow you to win up to 100 times your money and also rivals so go out there check out the pick'em games they have they also have best ball drafts and things like that for season long where you can kind of draft a team and just leave it be and uh not have to check it weekly so um really cool best ball mania tournament they did this year it was the largest uh, fantasy football contest uh ever so um that's obviously well underway and going to be wrapping up here going into the playoffs of fantasy football so regular season, I believe, ends after this week. So go out there um, after your uh, if your regular fantasy seasons are down the drain, you can go out here and play daily fantasy and uh, still get in the game and still feel like you uh, you're in the fantasy football world. So, yeah, Scott, you ever use use underdog fantasy? What do you use besides like do you use any of the pick or not pick uh, like better picks underdog and all that fun stuff? Uh, yeah, so I've used Underdog a little bit since working with you guys. Super easy interface. Um, also use some FanDuel um, now that that's working down here. I'm in Maryland, so things are a little bit slower getting going. But yeah, Underdog's really easy to use, and um, I think it, it's getting getting up in a lot more spots now. So easy to easy to use, and um, hopefully people win some money on that too. Yeah, 100%. So let's get right into this. We'll start with some uh, betting conversation. And if you guys are in the comment section, feel free to drop a comment, any question. Uh, we'll definitely 
Uh, we haven't been great lately uh, responding to comments because we just had so much jam-packed in our shows, uh, especially with just the bills over the last couple of weeks. So we're going to start. Um, I'm on the wrong thing. Okay. So we, we we started with this, best bets of the week. And obviously we're a little early, this being Tuesday night, and obviously the props are not officially out there. But, Scott, anything, it could be past, it could be future, stuff that, like, has sparked your mind that like you remember taking the over on this player, the under on this player that you just think is a consistent enough bet that even if you don't know the line, it's kind of kind of given that you're going to obviously play around with it. Yeah. So I got a couple for this week. And again, like you said, the lines aren't out yet. Um, But the first one I like this week is uh, the Gabe Davis over yards and Gabe Davis to score a touchdown Uh, with things that have been, what the lines have been this season, I would guess Gabe total somewhere around 40 yards, touchdown probably somewhere around plus 200. Um, Gabe just seems to always go off against the Chiefs. I know everybody remembers that playoff game where he had, what, 200-something yards and four touchdowns yeah. and, you know, almost won the game for us. But uh, also kind of a weird one. He always tends to, to go off in games that are called by Tony Romo and Jim Nance and kind of that ACBS team. Uh, he scored one last or two weeks ago in Philly with them, scored one earlier this year with the Dolphins. And I think Romo even jokes, he's like, whenever we see Gabe Davis, you know, he always seems to to do something. So I'm hoping that goes. And the Chiefs like to play kind of that press man coverage, a lot of one-on-one stuff on the outside. And if some of the coverage is kind of rolled over to Diggs or even to like Kincaid in the middle, Gabe Davis could find himself one-on-one with a press corner. And that's usually where he has his best success. We can just get off the line, like beat the jam and then, run that go route up the sideline. So if you remember last year in the game in Kansas city, he scored that touchdown just before the half and that exact yeah. same look. Um, so we're hoping that he gets that again this weekend. Uh, next one I like, and I've taken this the past three, uh, two weeks ever since you know Joe Brady took over is James cook over receiving yards. That was a wasteland of a pick <laughs> before with Ken Dorsey. We didn't run any kind of screens. James Cook was rarely available as a check down, but it seems that Brady has really emphasized getting the ball to the backs and getting the ball to the playmakers in some space. So some screens I'm thinking they could use, or just even, you know, like uh, Cook running a route out of the backfield. If he catches that touchdown against Philly, he finishes that game with probably 40, 50 receiving yards and a touchdown. Um, And they gave him a couple other design plays too. So I look for that to stay in this game. Uh, And then the last one I like uh, Josh Allen over rushing yards. I would guess that'll be somewhere around 45 maybe, but Josh tends to run in big games. It's been almost since his rookie year and games that they have to win. He runs the ball. Uh, we saw it last year or last week in the Philly game. He ran the ball a lot more. Joe Brady seems more comfortable calling those runs for him. And, you know, in, in the, in the words of, of water boy, you know, last game of the year, can't hold anything back now as we're getting down. The we, stretch. Know, we know, we know, we <laughs> know. That's right. Um, as we're getting down the stretch and these are must wins, um, he's going to have to run the ball uh, if we're going to be successful. So I like that over. Uh, could sprinkle a little bit of him get, on him getting a touchdown too, depending on what kind of value that's at. It's been around, you know, plus 175 yeah. these past few weeks. Uh, I think he scored in four out of the last five games off the top of my head on the ground. Um, so definitely a good one to pick. And it kind of reminds me of the run we started in 2021. Uh, I know it was a loss, but down in Tampa, he ran all over the game or all over the field that day. I think he did it on a sprained ankle, if I remember correctly. But yeah. kind of starting then, he ran a lot more down the stretch. 
Um, and I'm thinking that that started in Philly two weeks ago and it's going to continue this week in Kansas City and then you know, down the, the rest of the season. Yeah, everyone's also hoping that, for the Bills' sake, that Buccaneers game is like the Eagles game this year. Kind of like that o- right. OT loss where you – obviously the game were, was different in itself. Obviously you came back in Tampa and this against Eagles, you – you didn't blow a huge lead, but you you were up double digits at some point early in the game, um, and then you lose a heartbreaker yeah, in OT, which you lost a heartbreaker in OT against Tampa too. So it and I was it, at both of those, so I'm starting to think you, I might be the problem. You might have to stop going to games, um, or you or when we start thinking you go to a game, we lose, and then we go on a run after you uh, go to I'll that take game. that. Yeah, I'll take that as well, Lance. Anything Scott said sparks your mind yeah i really like the uh the james cook um yeah over on the passing yards i love uh one of the things about joe brady that we talked about on the show uh <clears throat> his first after his first week as oc was the rb involvement and getting those guys the ball in space and things like that so i really enjoy um this new look or the new philosophy in getting running backs and, and i think that you know, hitting the overs on those are good. Um, and in fact, I think, you know, we'll get into this, but I think the running games for both teams are going to be one of the more important things to watch in this matchup between Casey and Buffalo coming up this week. So, um, yeah, I think overall this season, um, you know, I've played the the money lines, the overs, the unders on uh, the totals and um, the spread uh, mixture. So I think that, um Overall, I definitely like um, hitting up the Bills plus points in this one. Yeah, well, let's get right into that. We'll talk about Bills versus Chief. Chief, man, that was in English for half a second there. Bills versus Chiefs spread. Um, I was going to try to find something, but then I lost it. Obviously, it's sitting at two and a half right now. 68% of uh, bets have been on Buffalo at the moment. I'm looking on Action Network, so I don't know what else is. Obviously, stuff changes and stuff like that. But, Scott, I'll start with you, and then we'll go to Lance, and then we'll go with me. Bill's minus two, or, or plus two and a half at the moment. What do you like What do you like there? So I have kind of a rule that I attempt to live by. I don't bet on the Bills against the spread uh, because I'd be betting, you know, with my, with my heart, not my head. Exactly. But – I think the Bills are in a good spot at two and a half. Um, The Chiefs are kind of, you know, stumbling into this game. They're really banged up on the defensive front. The offense hasn't had the quite the same kind of rhythm. And you know, the most the most dangerous team to play against is a team that has its back against the wall. And the Bills do here. Um, The Bills know how to go to into Kansas City and win. They've done it the last two years in the regular season. I think two and a half is a good spot. Um, I think if they cover, they most likely win. So if you're going to take the bills against the spread, you know, maybe sprinkle a little on the money line as well. I think that's sitting around like plus 130 at the moment, but plus um, it'll probably change. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. Same yeah plus 125. So, um, yeah, I think if you take them a spread, sprinkle a little on the money line as well. Um, I like I like the cha- I like their chances. Um, could be could be the fan in me, but yeah. Um, I think they go into Kansas City this weekend and they cover. And you know what they say, good teams win, great teams cover. Lance, what are you thinking? The two and a half, obviously, Bills right now, plus two and a half. The line opened at three. I tweeted, I think I tweeted Sunday night um, from 
DraftKings' line, which obviously all of them are very, 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 very similar, and it was at minus three for Kansas City. So obviously a little bit more money has shifted towards Buffalo. Obviously we can from now until Sunday afternoon, stuff will change, but it's not going to change crazy dramatically, I, I wouldn't think. Right. But Lance, what do we like on that two and a half, obviously favoring the Chiefs there? Yeah, sometimes I like getting in on the early lines when you can get that. If you get, get Buffalo at plus three there, it gives you even a little bit more cushions. Plus almost the same thing. But yeah. Um, yeah, you know, maybe it'll be interesting to see if this line goes down to two or one and a half uh, at the most. I wouldn't assume it would go any more than that. Yeah. And I don't even think it will get that far. But um, it'll be interesting to see how it moves. I obviously would, you know, going to go completely with the heart here and not the betting mind and saying that the Bills plus two and a half makes sense to me because I think they can win uh, and I would take them on the money line. So uh, those are the fun things I like to, when I would take a team on the money line, I always love to get a little bit of the spread in there too, because just, um, you know, gives me a little cushion. If they have a slip up or lose by one, you still kind of get that, uh, um, still get that win in there. Yeah, I agree. Look, I try, I'm a Scott here. I try avoiding besides the props, uh, like on, on when I, when you underdogs, so I mean, you guys use code blitz, but like stuff like that, I, I don't think it matters who's your favorite team. I think that's a, it's a little more just cut and dry with players. Um, but I try to avoid when I'm uh, placing a bet on my team in any in any sport. It doesn't really matter what sport, just because I agree with you, Scott. You kind of go with your heart more. Um, so I the th- like it's at two and a half right now. If you go online right now and wherever you place your bets, and if you find three, I would hammer the plus three right now. Because you're not going to get a better odds favoring the Bills. Like, you just won't. Uh, plus three is also huge because knowing our freaking luck, we'll lose by a game-winning field goal, and at least you'll get a push. So you you, you can kind of um, prepare for the, the game-winning field goal by uh, Harrison Bucker, and your hopes and dreams are done. But at least you didn't lose money. You didn't win, but you didn't lose money. So if it was at three, I would yeah, probably – I don't think – not to cut you off. I don't think Bucker missed go. yet this season, so he's due. Um, and the announcers no. say it every time he kicks, so the announcer jinx is coming. Is it? Because I feel like we're – is it? Because it never is for us. It's just yeah. when Jake Elliott makes a 59-yard field goal in the rain and it just swirls in, I have no confidence. I think every every time someone lines up now to kick the ball, it could be from 75 yards. I'm like, this is going in because it's just – I, just I feel agree. Like everything's against us this year. But go back to the betting part. I would probably lean towards the plus two-and-a-half if I was going to take it, but I would probably just avoid that. And if you're going to do that, sprinkle them plus 125, plus 130 money line. That's what I would probably do if I had to choose between those two. I don't, I just, cause you win a couple more bucks and the odds are we lose by one, but you never know knowing our luck, we probably do lose by one. So it's just like, but if I had to say, I would probably take the money line. Cause I do think the bills have a better chance in this game than I initially thought, especially heading just post Eagles and all this kind of stuff. And just how the season has spiraled out of control at the bill sitting at six and six. So long story short, I would probably uh, take them at plus two and a half. That's just what I'm thinking. Any, um, what do we, before we move on to more of the chiefs bills talk uh, outside of betting, do we like, I'm looking at the over right now, Scott, I'll start with you over sitting at on draftings 47, in a half, do we like anything? You could say like I hate it at all. Don't touch it and just move on because that's how betting works. Don't if you don't like it, don't take it. But anything the forty-seven and a half screams to you. 
Yeah, so uh, right off the rip, I kind of like the under. I know they say life's too short to bet the under. It's no fun to bet it. But at least the way the Chiefs have been playing recently, like their defense is actually playing very well. Like they've kind of flipped the script on their like scouting report this year. Like this year they're winning based on defense. Um, hopefully the Bills defense is good enough to keep up with them again this weekend. But I kind of like the under there. It seems like when these two teams have played recently – it's been, you know, kind of like a hard-nosed game back and forth. I know last year both teams turned it over in the red zone at least once. Um, so I, I kind of like the under. I think it's going to be kind of an ugly game, um, mm-hmm. and those usually lean towards the under. But I'm probably not going to take it either way. Um, if it's over and we win 49 nothing, I'm just fine with that. But I, uh, I kind of like the under in kind of a, an ugly feel-em-out game where neither – Neither team really wants the other team's offense on the field, so I could see like some long drives kind of lengthening the game out to keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands or Allen's hands. Yeah, Lance, before I go to you, I agree with Scott. Like, not saying I'm not taking the over-under, but the Bills games versus the Chiefs have been a little low scoring outside of that divisional game two years ago, which was an anomaly. I don't remember last year's final score. Um, but, I think 24-20 off the top of yeah, my head. Yeah, it's one of those. And then the year before when we beat them in the regular season, it wasn't high either. I, I remember it's like yeah. one of those slugfests because both teams have great offenses. But Lance, what do you, do you like the 47.5? What do you over or under? Or you just say kick it in the garbage and move on? Yeah, I think it's kind of a tough bet. Um, I Although I think they're going to try to play a little more ball control and each team is going to run, um, you know, you know, use the running game to try mm-hmm. to do what you said and keep the other offense off the field. Um, I'm hammering the over either way. Um, <laughs> the defenses just haven't been very good in situational football. The Bills defense would need to show up and be able to stop the run. Isaiah Pacheco has been very good on the ground, and I would say if it's a, even if the Chiefs do try to use the run more than the pass, I don't think that hinders them from scoring anymore because I think the defense for the Bills needs to show up and be able to stop that. If they do – and, and they do stop the run, then Kansas City's going to switch to the pass, and we'll see what happens. If the wide receivers for the Chiefs can catch the ball, then they might have some success. And if they can't catch the ball, like they've shown their ability to to drop it here and there, um, then the Bills may have some success on defense. But I think that you know it's going to be more of an offensive game, and 47 and a half is not that much. So I think that no. you're talking about you know a 28-24 game yeah. um, hits the over, and I, I think that that's – uh, well in the realm of possibility. Yeah, 100%. Okay, so we're going to move on from the betting, obviously, thing. And if you guys want to use Underdog Fantasy, make sure you guys use that. Use promo code BLITZ. Uh, they will match your deposit. Minimum of $10 up to $100. Okay, so we're going to start with the Bills defense, right? Because the Bills defense has been frustrating. They've at times looked like the 85 Bears defense. Obviously, a little exaggeration there. And then at times they look like all three of us if we were playing uh, defense out there. It's one of those things where the, obviously the injuries have been hurt. Daquan Jones, Matt Milano, uh, Trey White, obviously a couple banged up guys in the secondary from time to time as the season has progressed. It's one of those things, and obviously we've talked about multiple times, and we can go back, to, I'm not going to list them, to multiple times this year where the Bills defense couldn't get off the field at the end of the game. So it's been a thing. This week they're facing a Kansas City Chiefs offense that is – stumbling. It's not your typical Kansas City Chiefs offense. Travis Kelsey's been great. Um, Holmes has been up and down, has a little bit of a turnover problem that for some reason nobody likes to bring up because I 
guess he can't have a, a turnover problem. And then they lack in the receiving core. Obviously, Isaiah Pacheco has been a very good back for them. So, Scott, with all that being said, just focusing on this matchup, not looking ahead to, obviously, Dallas in the weeks uh, beyond that, what do, do you think the Bills defense can put together a four-quarter game? Because so far, they haven't this year. Uh, the end, I hope so. <laughs> That's a really answer. good answer. Um, That's a great answer. I think I think coming off the bye, this is kind of the best chance they have. The secondary guys should all be good. You know, like Benford's been banged up and playing through it. Dane Jackson was you know, in the protocol. He should be back. Taron Johnson, it seems like he's been banged up. That guy's a warrior. Like, it seems like he's banged up every game. But, you know, with the next week, he's always back out there. Like, this week, he should, you know, have those two weeks off come in fresh, uh, Rasul Douglas, another two weeks to kind of learn the scheme. Not that he's, you know, had any growing pains, but a couple more weeks to get comfortable playing, you know, in our defense and yeah. our safeties are, are old, you know, they need all the time off they can get. So, you know, a fresh week for the two of them, I think should help. And, um, I kind of felt like the whole season we were just waiting for the bye week. Like, let's get to this bye week and then let's get healthy and go from there. And I'm hoping that that, that can happen. Um, the Chiefs' offensive line, you know, is one of their strengths. But, you know, at times it's been questionable this year, you know, especially at that right tackle position. So I'm hoping our path, pass rushers can, you know, be fresh, come in, get after the passer, because we're going to have to. Like, if they don't get off, it seems, it's it's the most cliche line in football. But, you can, you know, you can't beat a team unless you pressure the quarterback. But it's true. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that the D-line should be fresh, able to do that. Linebackers have been playing better every week. Um, seems like Dodson has kind of slid into that Matt Milano role and it's actually played okay. I don't think some people want to admit it. And obviously there's the PFF stat that he's the number one graded linebacker, but we all know what PFF grades mean. Um, but I, I, I think they're all going to kind of be a little bit fresher, get into their roles. We've had the same defense for the last few weeks now. Hasn't been a new injuries, knock on wood, but if there was a week for them to get it on track, this definitely seems like it's the week. So let's hope they can. Mr. Lance. Yeah. I think that the, um, the defense has overall been very stout, but it lacked effectiveness in situational football. So yeah. this week, the big word or phrase I'll have is situational football. We need to win in those pass rushing situations when we need some pressure and, um, you know, those third downs and things like that, we need to be more successful than we have been overall. Uh, I think they can be. I think, the, you know, the Chiefs did get banged up a few players. Uh, I believe at least one offensive lineman was banged up uh, against Green Bay. So <clears throat> this is the week uh, really to come out and, and show what they're made of, what they can do. They obviously played like an all-world defense in the first half against Philadelphia and then came out and got tired and kind of um, – you know, like I said, they they lack the ability to execute in the situational football. You know, when when situations arise that they need the big stop and they just have failed. Um, you know, the obviously the zero blitz on Jalen Hurts two weeks ago. Um, yeah. Against the Broncos, at the end of the the drive at the end of the game to give up that field goal against the Patriots, the drive at the end of the game, those kind of things. Like, there's six losses here. And how many of them are because of situational football going against them? You know, you have the Jets first, the Jets the first week, right? The Jaguars, they just got beat, right? Um, and and then, yeah, you have the Broncos. Um, 
Patriots. That's Patriots. three. That's Eagles. Three. That's four. Yep. Yeah. And then you know, obviously, the defense um, had a chance to to make it close against Cincinnati, and maybe that was more the offensive misfiring um, against the Bengals. But you know, that's still situations where the team as a whole has to execute, and um, they're just not getting it done. So I think that. Um, Shout out to our guy Dave Meyer. Sorry to stop in the middle of my thought, but yeah, the situate the the ability to execute um, in these key crucial situations is what's going to shape this game. It's what shaped, like I say, four four of the losses, but it's every game um, has been shaped by this in one way or another, I believe. And I think this week uh, they got to go out and show they can handle themselves in those situations. I 100% agree. Look, situ- you, Lance, you were perfect on that. Situationally, this team has been, even offensively at times, obviously under Dorsey more than Brady. I think offensively they've been outside of the Gabe Davis uh, and Josh Allen miscommunication <clears throat> in OT. Pretty big miscommunication. And we had Stevie Johnson on last week. If you guys missed that, go talk about it. He was great at breaking it down uh, for the someone that actually played uh, a lot of games in the NFL. But Situationally, the Bills have been lackluster, and you can you can credit that to defensive players not making plays. You can credit that to coaching uh, mishaps. I think it's a combination of both, like some of the play calls, like you said, the zero blitz in the Denver game that led to Denver's field goal. But then you had this is not defense, but then you had twelve men on the field, right? Like that's a situational. And then you had against the Eagles game where you couldn't get a stop outside of the first drive in the second half, and it kind of cost you. Well, if obviously if Allen and Davis figure it out there, we're not talking about that. We're talking about a completely different team. But you go to the Eagles, uh, Eagles game, go to the Jets game. Situationally, the Bills were bad. Uh, the Patriots game, look, I cover the Patriots for my internship right now. They are the worst offense I've ever seen. I was at that Patriots Chargers game on Sunday, 6 nothing. I was sitting in a, in a press box and I was just watching the game. And I was like, this is the worst offense. And then every time I started, it, I'm like, but we lost to this team. And I was yeah. just like a gut punch every time. And it doesn't matter if it's Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi. This offense is anemic. Like they couldn't do anything. Credit to the Patriots defense for hanging in there with some of their injuries and only giving up six points to the Chargers who have a ton of problems of their own. But like I was watching the Patriots game, I was like, this offense is so bad. And we gave up a game-winning touchdown to this team. And I'm like, that's a problem. And I'm not going to sit here and just start bashing McDermott to fire him and all that kind of stuff. Just go on Twitter and just type in McDermott. You'll see enough tweets about it. But it's just one of those things where it's just situationally and it's just the Bills refuse to make it easy on themselves. It's just it's it's frustrating. So to answer the question, because Bills defense get back on track, it's they don't have to get back on track for four quarters. They don't. This offense, if it's plays like it has in the last two weeks, they'll be fine. They just need to make a play when it's important. And I'm not saying you got to go get a pick off Mahomes or intercept him three times, but you have to get a stop. Eventually, you would think this team would get a stop. We might talk about in six weeks and we're like, we didn't get a stop. And we're like, okay, we just don't get stops for the rest of the year. But you would think eventually this team would figure out and get a stop. But it's one of those things where it's it's situationally and it's mental for this team. And it's it's even like in the Eagles game when um, that touchdown in the corner to Zacchaeus. Like, why is every big play, like, just on us? Like, is someone not going to go make a play on the ball? Like, that's that's kind of the stuff that drives me nuts. And it's just – it's frustrating. Yeah, we have Leonard Floyd, obviously, um, nine and a half sacks this year. 
So, you know, looking at him to, to lead the charge. Um, Chiefs obviously have uh, Chris Jones and then George Carlaftis, um, eight and then seven and a half, eight for Carlaftis, seven and a half for Jones for sacks. So um, I think that, you know, the situations here, you know, the Bills are going to need some of these guys, AJ Epinesa, Greg Rousseau. I mean, Greg Rousseau hasn't really been um, the type of pass rusher we'd like to see out of him. He's a great run defender and, and you know, holds his uh, lane well, but um, the production not necessarily there when it comes to sack totals. And then Ed Oliver, obviously, is another name you'll mention when you're talking about the Bills' defensive line, trying to get um, trying to get the the pass rush working. Um, kind of feels like Ed Oliver kind of helps a lot of that. So I think you're absolutely right. The, the defense can get back on track. Terrell Bernard, obviously, um, towards the top of the league in tackles. Uh, total is 12 overall. We found a stud there, which is a huge, 100, huge yeah, thing. Top of league and everything. Yeah. That's come out of this season that we found him is, I guess, one of the handful of things. We're like, when the season ends, we'll be like, oh, we found a stud. Next Absolute to leader. Yeah, and we're going to need him because the, the run game, um, the team that has the ability to run the ball more yeah. in this game, contrary to how that might sound, is going to, you know, find themselves in th- more third and shorts and and then ultimately have more third down success, uh, you would think, and um, be more successful overall. So I think that, you know, this defense has a tall task ahead of them playing, you know, Andy Reid offense and Patrick Mahomes led offense. But people have shown the last few weeks that Kansas City's lost three out of their last five, I believe. So um, it's a team that is sputtering on offense a little bit and, you know, is beatable so the bills got to go grab this they've got to play with an attitude and that's one of the things they can't come out and have their attitude cause undisciplined play Um, and i think that's what we've seen is because their attitude of trying to play hard nose uptight football turns into this just attitude of committing on selfish and undisciplined penalties in the end at the end of the day so um, I really think with this receiving core, you don't need to go out there and hold anybody. You know, you need to play, keep them all in front of you, and then come up and stick them um, when they do make a catch and hope that they miss a couple that they shouldn't. Um, that's what they've done all year. Uh, when the Chiefs have lost, yeah, you know, it's because some of the, a lot of times the receivers haven't uh, been able to show up and, and get a handle on some of the passes they should have. So I think, unfortunately, it's not to say the Bills need to rely on the Chiefs giving them the game, but I definitely think that um, they can use that a little bit. Um, you know, it, you know, if they, if they do get some of that, you know, they got to take advantage of it. And when those situations arise, like we said, um, take advantage, take full advantage of what the chiefs are giving you in those situations. Scott, I want to ask yeah. you about, Oh no, go ahead. No, I just had one, one point. This could yeah, be, Obviously, we miss him in every game, but this could be the game where we miss Matt Milano the most um, going up against Travis Kelsey. Over the past three, four years, he's been the guy marking Travis Kelsey, jamming him at the line, following him around the field. And um, I don't know if they'll ask Bernard to do that. I think he's better in other spots, like probably be Dodson, probably a good bit of Taron Johnson because Dodson. not a whole lot of – right, like not a whole lot of receivers we – are worried about on the outside, but that's just a big size advantage. And Milano has that unique linebacker ability of being big enough to be physical enough with Kelsey, but also quick enough to actually keep up if he, you know, 
gets off the jam. So really interesting to see the the team effort that yeah. it takes for them to, you know, try to keep Kelsey in check because outside of him, there's not a whole lot of other guys on that receiving core offense who really, really scare you. Yeah, you made a good point. I didn't even think about it now. I'm a little more sad uh, that I have to do <laughs> potentially deal with Tyler Dodson. I, I think he's, uh, you said earlier in the show, Scott, I think Dodson has probably got a little more hate than he probably deserves from some Bills fans, but some like he's his hips don't like move that well and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's one of those things where it's going to be interesting with Dodson and Bernard. But I was going to ask you about penalties, Scott. Um, Lance mentioned penalties, the Bills, and you would think with a a quote-unquote well-coached team, this team would have a little bit less penalties, but there's just countless times, and I feel like it's more defensively than offensively. That's just kind of, I don't know. I don't have the number in front of me, offense to defense penalties. I just feel like, oh, man, I love the comment, Dotson is bad. But just That's all we got. Uh, but, yeah, I was going to ask you about penalties. Um, what, what, are your, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it, it seems like every week we lose the, the penalty battle or like the penalty statistic, especially last week against the Eagles. Yeah. At the end of the first half, again, I don't know, like, I think the Eagles had like one penalty for five yards and we had some ridiculous number Nine. that was yeah. like almost a whole, yeah, and it was almost like a whole drive's worth of yards that we gave them. And luckily, Josh Allen is a cyborg and was able to keep us in the game, but that's not going to happen every week. Um, I know, you know, the refs are always an easy target to complain about, but like if they're calling that many penalties on you, it's probably because they've, they've seen you do a lot of things and they're looking a little bit closer because they know that, Hey, like this guy or this team or this, whatever, um, tends to, to grab in this situation or tends to do this if a guy breaks outside, but yeah, definitely can't keep that up if they want to win this game, win a lot of the games down the stretch. So Hoping that it was a point uh, of emphasis around over the bye and going into this week of like, hey, clean the game up because, uh, again, an easy target. But it seems like Mahomes tends to get some calls. So they will definitely be watching closely this week again. So, yeah, like need to clean it up if they want to stay in, it, stay in this game. No, 100%. And obviously we talked about this last – Lance and I talked about this last week. Some of the calls were – Sort of iffy, but the Bills did commit a good amount of penalties that I thought were also on them. But then they also obviously had the non-Josh Allen horse collar tackle. Uh, There's a couple other holds and all that kind of fun stuff that just weren't called. The one on Diggs comes to mind when he uh, the out route to the sideline, or, or even the one on Sherfield. But yeah, Sherfield, yeah, about the one. Sherfield, Sherfield's not a receiver that's going to get that call, but still, it was pretty. Pretty yeah. bad. And it was pretty blatant when because the, the refs has the back ref is standing right behind him and just staring at him and you're just like, oh, okay. I, I saw it from the upper deck and being the other Bills fan in my section looked at each other like flag right and didn't didn't come. But. Yeah, how, I'm gonna ask you. You were at the, obviously the Bills Eagles game. How was that? Because Eagles fans get a bad rep and probably rightfully so for the most part. But how was your experience before we get into a little bit of the offense for this game? Other than the loss, I had a ton of fun. Um, I'm also like, I like to, you know, go back and forth, all playful, like nothing, nothing got like out of hand, but I was going back and forth with the guys around me. And it was the end of the game. We all shook hands and said like, Hey, that was a great game, game of the year. And I was made the joke. Yeah. I love, love to win one someday. Um, but it, it was a lot of fun, but it started early walking, 
Um, I don't know if you guys have been to that complex. We have like yeah, the extreme yeah. live center in the middle. Yep. Um, I felt like Eli Manning because I'm walking by and everybody boos me. And this like eight-year-old gives me the double birds. Really? I was like, I like that. So they <laughs> actually do that. <laughs> they actually do that. Yeah. Um, Holy. But it was a lot of fun. Like um, it was a lot of fun until it wasn't. You know, when uh, lost. ended up losing the game, but yeah. it, it really it wasn't as as bad as everybody said. Like I never once felt like, oh, I shouldn't have said that, or oh, like mm-hmm. like let me be careful. Like it was like I rooted on my team, they rooted on their team. We had fun, went back and forth, but it it was never like uh, I never felt unsafe, or it was never hostile, or or anything like that. Did so, you um, did you flip ahead. off the Eagles kid back? I, I did not know. Um, I just laughed, and I I laughed, and then I think his dad like high fived him. So I was like, yeah, jeez. Oh, uh, Funny story about yeah. the Eagles game I went to. I think it was uh, Shady McCoy. I think was on the Bills at that point. Um, okay. Maybe we went down there, but we act, I think we won that game. And I went. I actually got to meet up with Pinto Ron and the tailgate in the Eagles at the Eagles. Day. I haven't been necessarily to the Pinto Ron tailgates in the Hammer lot too much um here and there this season i made a point to get over there a few times but um but yeah that was my one of my first tailgates uh you know seeing uh pinto ron and getting the all the food out of the different uh bed pans and saws and all the things that they use to cook up you know different food pre-COVID, obviously. So, yeah yeah so so that was that was really cool uh, experience that whole complex is a great time um and uh yeah i'm glad that you kind of had the same experience i had it's similar to coming to buffalo i feel like the the fans are going to um give you crap for being the opposing team and as long as you're respectful and not just asking for trouble um you know i feel like i see it every game i go to you know fans are just sometimes um they take it too too personal and then things get out of hand so i'm glad you're able to to have a great time there yeah, what they said to me at one point, they really said, well, they were like, we're used to opposing fans being jerks, but they didn't use the word jerk. And I kind of laughed and I was like, yeah, I'm not like that. And they're like, well, you're at least a fun jerk. I was like, yeah, yeah that's what we're going for. Like, we're all here to have fun. Like, we're all here to, to cheer on our team. And I did hear, though, that if I was a Cowboys, Giants or Commanders fan, it would have been a, a little different for me. There you go. Uh, the divisional rivalry, I guess, could take taken a little more seriously. Yeah, that is also a fun complex. I go to a Phillies game there every year with my great aunt. Uh, my great aunt, my great uncle. Um, it's a cool. I've never. I've been to Lincoln Financial once, but that was in 2018. I went to Army Navy uh, there in 2018. Um, but I've never I did been too. To, yeah. Oh, really? Damn. Small, <laughs> yeah. small world. Um, but I've never been to an Eagles game. I've been to a ton of Phillies games there, but it's a cool little complex. Um, you know, obviously you have that. You also have the Sixers. You have the Flyers even though the Sixers are moving downtown in like 2028, they're talking about it or something like that. But for, for the time being, it's nice having all four teams in the same vicinity, which is, I don't know how many sports te- sports cities can really say that. I don't think there's a single one that probably has four yeah. major sports in the same virtual parking lot. Kind of like, that's what it kind of is. Um, which is Kansas cool. city has the, t- Kansas city has the two, but they don't have, yeah, De- Detroit's hockey, got at least two. I don't know yeah, where the Red right Wings. The I don't know where the Red Wings and Pistons play, but Detroit's okay. got Ford they, Field they're and out in, American Park like, right next to each other. Yeah, I think the Red Wings and the Pistons are out in like Ar- Arbor Hills or whatever it's called. Yeah, they're not yeah. downtown. But yeah, so that's a cool thing. So let's we'll move on from talk about Scott's experience in the Eagles game, which think appreciate you sharing. I I, I forgot. I didn't realize. I knew you went because I saw in our group chat you were talking. Uh, you texted it. Um, but I forgot to ask. So 
we're going to flip to the offensive side of the ball. So since Joe Brady has taken over, the Bills' offense has kind of surged. Obviously, he had a uh, thirty over thirty points against the the Jets. They were great for the most part against the Eagles. Josh Allen kind of looks like his old self. Um, he has one of the best turnover to interception ratios in the NFL. Wanted to throw that all that out there so people can, you know, what so people can shut up about the turnover problem. And the Bills' offense has kind of got a groove since Joe Brady uh, has taken over. But the Chiefs' defense is good, and this is something that we haven't said over the last couple of years. It's always been: Can Mahomes play good enough or well enough, or can Mahomes do enough? to overcome a lackluster defense for the Chiefs. And he usually has. He's, he usually does. Um, this year, it's a little different. The defense has kept him in a lot of games, and the offense has been very up and down from times. So, Scott, I'm going to start with you, man. Obviously, the question says, can the Bills' offense keep up their recent surge? But also, what do the Bills on Sunday need to do offensively to keep up their recent surge? I don't see why they can't. Um, since Brady has taken over, it seems like there's been – a big emphasis on just getting Josh some layups uh, with Ken Dorsey's offense. There didn't seem to be a whole lot of layups for him. It was an offense that was based on, you know, execution and everybody, you know, like running very bit, like I'm trying to think of the right words, but like getting the right route combos there. And if it wasn't there, there wasn't really anything else Josh could do. It seemed like we run a, ran a lot of the Josh Allen save us play, which you can do three, four times a game, but you can't do that every time. Uh, with Brady, there's been a lot of checkdowns, and every play seems to have, you know, a safe option. Like, there'll be the first read if that isn't there. Then there's, you know, Kincaid in the middle of the field. or James Cook out of the backfield. Or Shakir running, like, a late drag um, through, you know, the back of the secondary. So they've done a good job, I think, at, you know, making the game easier for Josh, giving him multiple reads on plays that are a little bit less boom or bust. But, you know, like, there's nothing wrong with checking down to James Cook for four yards. There's nothing wrong with finding Kincaid in the middle of the field for, for six yards. You know, I always say, you know, if, you know, we run the ball for three yards and make a pass for four yards, you can't go broke making money. Um, Brady's offense seems to be a lot more of that mindset than, you know, getting, you know, bigger chunks down the field, which will come if you execute the other things correctly. But um, I don't see why they can't keep up the recent surge. You know, the Chiefs defense is really good. Um, kind of like Lance said this, this week, if they want to have success, I do think they're going to have to run the ball. I know in years past or even in games past this season, it's like, Oh, well, we'll worry about the run game tomorrow. Uh, I don't think that's going to be an option here because if our defense is on the field against Patrick Mahomes for too long, they're going to wear down. We kind of saw that in the Eagles game at the end, they started to wear down. So yeah, like control the, the tempo, play the game that we want to play and just make the game easy for Josh. Um, and if his first couple of reads aren't there, you know, he can always take off, but make, make the game easy for Josh um, and then give him ways that he can be creative and get the ball in his playmaker's hands. But I don't see why they can't keep this up. Um, there's definitely starting to be more film on Brady because the first couple games, it's so you can go based off of what he did in Carolina, but Josh Allen in this offense is very different than Teddy Bridgewater, whoever the heck he had playing quarterback for him then. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think they're going to keep rolling. I hope anyway. And um they haven't done anything so far to make me think otherwise. Lance, what do we got, man? Yeah. Um, honestly, the Chiefs defense hasn't been all that great the past five games. They've they were good against the Raiders. Um, but they didn't play great in the loss to Denver. Uh, they didn't play great against Miami. Um, they didn't play very well uh, at all against Philadelphia. 
And then last week against Green Bay, they weren't all that great either. And um, where they lacked more than anything, I think, was in that run defense. Um, except for it looks like in the Broncos game, they were exposed kind of in both facets, run and pass. But um, I think the Bills can make their hay using the run game this week um, and then also open up some of those passes, like Scott saying. Um, so when I'm looking at uh, Scott's favorite PFF grades here, the Bills' run <laughs> grades have been really good five, four out of the last five weeks, and the Chiefs' run grades on defense have been really poor four out of the five last uh, last five. So it sets up a great matchup for the Bills to be able to get that running game going. And then what is it, like Scott said, it opens up, you know, some of those bigger plays. We saw Khalil Shakir get loose for a big 80-yard pass, um, longest pass play in uh, the league so far this year. And so, excuse me, 81 yards. I think this offense has that big play potential now if they start taking those easy plays and kind of beat you um, methodically that opens those those different those those kind of boom plays up and allows you to get down the field and then score some exciting plays. So I think um, the offense absolutely will keep up their their recent surge. I think that um, this defense for Kansas City has overall played very well, but I think they're you know I think they they lost a couple guys. I think yeah. last week they lost a couple guys, and and they're starting to this team is the Chiefs team itself is starting to look a little bit banged up as they get through the season. So, um, I, you know, I think the way this offense has been going with Brady at the helm, which seems weird to say, but with Joe Brady uh, at the helm uh, kind of calling things here, I, I look forward to a nice script. Um, and I'll say again, I think I've been kind of harping on this throughout the year, is, you know, your first offensive possession, you've got to go out there and and show that you can execute a script i think that that's one of the the big things for me when you look at the offense there's no reason to come out in a game with your offense and not be able to run a script um and and the bills have shown because of turnovers or because of other things that you know they haven't been able to to start as quickly as we all would have liked and i think that's important you have to they kind of were able to do that and then start um fairly quickly against Philadelphia. So we're going to need that to happen again this week. Yeah, Scott, you mentioned layups, right? And no, we're not talking about basketball here, but we're talking about a quarterback and every quarterback does because there's no quarterback that doesn't need it. But we talked about, and this is one of Dorsey's criticisms uh, throughout this year and even last year, that when the play breaks down or not even when the play breaks down, when it's first and 10 and you don't want to take the 25-yard shot. You want to get six, seven yards. Basically, it's a run play, a nice easy pass for Josh Allen. You didn't have that under uh I was gonna say Brady, under Dorsey. Now, under Brady, through two weeks, you felt like you kind of had that. And obviously, it's two weeks, small sample size. Uh, but we're just going off what we see and heading into this week in a, a virtual must-win game for the most part. Uh, I guess if they lose, they can win out and probably still get in. But I'm not, we'll say must win at the moment. Uh, you need those layups. And I think Josh Allen, 
the last two weeks has looked great, but the biggest thing that I've loved from Josh Allen, and this could be Brady, and you mentioned this earlier, Scott, so you're doing a great job tonight, man. You're referencing you a lot. It means you're saying some good stuff, which is good. Uh, his ability to run, Josh Allen's ability to run, which was taken back. You called him a cyborg. Uh, they control their cyborg. You have a maniac at quarterback, but a good maniac, and they kind of they put a net around him. They put a cage around him under Dorsey. And even McDermott, I'm going to blame McDermott for that too, because he is the head coach. If he, he what he says is what you kind of do there. Brady is kind of like, you know what? No, we're going to let Josh Allen kind of do his thing smartly. Like when I say run, I'm not saying run into three linebackers and try to put your head down and try to barrel them over. I'm not saying that. Slide when you need to slide. Get out of bounds when you need to get out of bounds. Don't take the unnecessary hit. But he hasn't the last two weeks. If you notice, if you go back and watch that film. There hasn't been a hit where you're like, oh, crap, that's a bad hit. He's t- got tackled, but normal tackles that happen that are part of the game, but not a hit where you're like, Alan, get out of bounds. So, And people want to say, well, we, he shouldn't run. No, he needs to run because, it, one, it makes his offense so much more dangerous, and it gives him more confidence because when you can run the ball as a quarterback, it opens up so much down the field or in an intermediate or the deep pass because then the defense has to also game plan for that, and you didn't have that under Dorsey. So yes, I agree. The chiefs defense has been up and down. I know drew tranquil got injured on whether they were the Sunday night game. Drew tranquil got injured on Sunday night. I don't, I think it was a concussion. I, I want to say, I don't know what is obviously status is. We're still Tuesday. So that is something to monitor. Obviously yeah. you have Chris Jones and George Carl off of this. I'm not super over scared by their secondary. Uh, they have some good solid players there, but I think the bills can kind of do their thing on Sunday and they're going to have to, but I would love and I love the emergence of Khalil Shakir. I think he's been great for this offense. And you know what? You're right. You mentioned Gabe Davis. Looks like Randy Moss every time CBS and their main crew comes on. For some reason, if Tony Romo just watched the games that he played, he called and didn't pay attention to any single other thing, he would probably think Gabe Davis is probably the greatest receiver to ever step on a football field. And it's funny because we've knocked Gabe Davis. And rightfully so. He's too inconsistent. And it's a thing. He is too inconsistent. But if you want to be consistent when Tony Romo's calling the game, more or less, it's a big game, and I, I like that. So you would hope the Bills would be on finally, finally on the right side of the game of the year because for some reason they refuse to be. So maybe it's our turn. It's Maybe it's officially our turn. Um, but I like the offense. I think you got to run the ball. James Cook, pass protection has been better. I know run blocking Lance, you and I have kind of knocked it uh, the last couple weeks. It's probably better. The metrics say it's a little better than you and I want to give it credit for, but from the eye test, I think you and I have kind of knocked it. and That's fair. I think the pass protection has been good. So everything's trending in the right direction for this Bills offense at the moment. Yeah, it's execution. And like we talked about, these situations where you need a play from someone, um, this offensive line's got to not get a penalty called on them and be able to execute the blocks. They need to let the skill players uh, have the room and the availability to to do the things they need to do to gain the yardage in those situations. So I think that's been a big been a big thing this year. Uh, overall, this team has been very good, and it's just been moments that um, and lapses that have really cost them. So you know, I think the the Chiefs' offense hasn't really scored a ton of points lately. Um, their biggest output was 31. The other week, a couple weeks ago against the Raiders, 
outside of that been held to under 25, I believe. So, um, you know, the Bills have been scoring more uh, even before, uh, you know, they still were scoring, you know, 22. You know, the Chiefs lost. They they had nine in one game. So it's just like I don't think our offense got that bad, really. Um, so, yeah, I th- you know, for me, <clears throat> this offense is definitely – got the capabilities here i've been saying we've got the horses and now it's uh executing in critical moments to to give our ourselves a chance to really have success moving forward yeah yeah one thing you said peter that i want to touch on no no josh josh allen running for his confidence like i think we've all seen the videos of him you know stiff arming that rams player and just laughing in his face and then getting hit by the packers guy at the goal line and yelling that he loves it in his face like i think josh allen's one of those one of those psychopaths that needs to be hit in the face to like feel in a rhythm and to like kind of like turn it on to the next level so he hasn't been taking the big hits like you said i think the last time he tried to hurdle somebody was the raiders game which every time he does my heart stops but i think he needs to you know be a little bit more in the flow of the game and when he runs i think he gets there and he gets that contact and he feels you know, a little bit more in rhythm. So um, I'm hoping that that keeps up in, in this Chiefs game. And again, like no, no bad hits, but I think he's he's one of those people that, that likes to get hit a little bit. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they call a design run on that first drive just to get him, get him in rhythm early. 100%. And look, this is, I'm going to say something here. I think if the Bills weren't six and six, Josh Allen would be the front runner for MVP because his stats have been awesome. He's played amazing in a lot of games and the last two weeks he's played like an MVP caliber, but when you're six and six, you're not going to get obviously that recognition and rightfully so, but this MVP this year is completely watered down in my opinion. Uh, Right now, I think Purdy has the best odds at the moment. Um, Okay. I think Purdy's done a great job from being a seventh round pick and credit to him. Um, you don't see that basically ever, but it's a little bit of a watered down. I would give it to CMC if I was going to do it. I don't think any quarterback really deserves it this year, just in my opinion. I don't think Hurts does. I don't think Dak does. I'm not going to say Hill just because he's a Miami Dolphin, but Hill probably deserves it. Um, but CMC probably would be my vote right now. I don't know why I brought that up, but that's just something I wanted to, to mention. Yeah, and to, to even take that a little step further, if the Bills get just one or two defensive stops in the last minute, he's probably the MVP frontrunner. Yeah, so like if we play twelve games, let's say you're eight and four right now, you're probably talking about it. Like I think that's where you had to yeah. be right now to be eight and four. It's seven and five, no, but eight and four. If you're eight and four, uh, and definitely nine and three, especially in this three, AFC. So, exactly. I think if you're eight and four right now, we are talking about maybe not him winning, but he's definitely top three, and yeah. we can have that legit conversation. And you win Sunday, he's gonna win it then. Like it, that, this the Chiefs game would kind of propels that. Obviously, but we're six and six because. Because why not? <laughs> Izzy says that Tyreek deserves it. I disagree. I don't think Tyreek deserves anything, the type of human being he is. So um, that's all I'm going to say about that. But I think you're absolutely right. Josh Allen, 100%, <clears throat> you know, is is at the top of the league here in a lot of things, top five um, in, in most stats, if you want to, you know, just compare stats. But, uh, you know, he's obviously uh, – going to lead this team to to where it and he has um and unfortunately you know even when he has put the team in position to win 
late in games, um, teams have found a way to go back down on our defense and, and negate that. So kind of unfortunate, but um, heck of a stat line this year thus far. And I think he uh, continues it the next five games here. Yeah, I might be butchering this stat a little, but I saw that uh, no MVP has ever led the league in total touchdowns, passing touchdowns, and EPA. And Josh Allen currently leads, or no quarterback, no MVP has ever led in more than two of three of those. And Josh Allen currently leads in all three of those by. He leads in total touchdowns. What was the second one? Passing touchdowns. Passing touchdowns. And then EPA where he's like 25 points higher than the next person, who I think is Purdy. If I remember correctly off the top of my head, Josh is at like 126 and Purdy's at 101. At least I was going into this weekend. Josh is second in passing touchdowns to Dak. Dak has 26, Allen has 24. Oh, okay. I saw it before the bye. Okay. Yeah, it may have been. And this also – he's not first in this, but I tweeted um, QBR today. Uh, Purdy's first in QBR. Versus Purdy's first in QBR. So credit to Brock Purdy. Maybe I should have knocked the guy, but it just doesn't feel right. Uh, Dak Prescott's second in QBR. Josh Allen is third in QBR. A couple guys behind him. Mahomes, Herbert, Cousins, Tua, Hurts, Lawrence, and Golf. That just rounded out the top ten. Um, but yeah, Allen's third in QBR, which is... But if you listen to the national media, he's probably 63rd in uh, QBR. It's just how we talk about him. It's... So frustrating. I don't know. That's why, like, I just he's got to stay off. I always say, listen local or read local or listen to the Built and Buffalo podcast or the Built and Buffalo network or the Buffalo Blitz on Tuesday nights because we're never wrong. Now we're wrong a lot. Okay, so this is the part where we're always wrong at. We're gonna give our score predictions. So Scott, one game we were right. We were. I got one. I got one game this year out of all these things. Nailed it right on the nose. Well, we've been we've been right on picking who wins. It's virtually impossible to get the exact score right. Um, we've been pretty good on picking who wins and all that kind of stuff. But Scott, it's your first time uh, on the show, obviously, and you've been a great guest. But we're gonna start with you. No pressure here, and this will we'll, we'll tweet this out Sunday morning, um, so everyone will see it again. So, what do you got? Score prediction, uh, and who do you got winning? So I think the Bills win, uh, and I'm going twenty-seven seventeen. Uh, I think a two-score win because if it's a one-score game in the fourth quarter, I generally don't know if we can close that out. So I think if we win, it'll probably be by either we are the ones who get the ball last or um, win by two scores. I'm going 27-17. Really hope I'm right, but I definitely won't be. Lance, what do we got? I'm going to go 33-24. Bills win. I don't have a reason why. I just think those are the numbers that popped in my head, and um, like that's kind of how I do this thing. It's, it's not a guess. And, that's what it's going to yeah, be. It's not a guess. Yeah, uh, old Vicky Valencourt style. So um, I think that definitely uh, <clears throat> the Bills' offense has put up 30 points in in both of Joe Brady's uh, games as OC, and um, so I'm going to pick them to get 30 30 again, 30 or more, um, and then. Uh, the Chiefs' offense just hasn't had that ability to uh, put up those amount of points. I give them 24. Um, they make a couple plays that they haven't maybe in the last few weeks, and uh, you know that's that's the way the game goes. Yeah, somebody in the, in the comment section, Robbie got 35-20 Bills. Hi, Lance. Hi, Peter. What's up, Robbie? How we doing, man? You were a nice job on Sunday night with Izzy on the Red Zone Report. I listened to a bit of that. Nice job on that. Izzy has 
30 oh shoot Lance we did it at the same exact time 34 21 bills I'm gonna be the bad guy because I like being the bad guy um I did this last week uh, I did it two weeks ago I picked the Jets and I picked the Eagles so I'm gonna be the bad guy again it's also because I don't want to get my hopes up again I I don't know how this team can close the game and this team hasn't shown that they can close a game through 12 games this year. And this isn't last year's team or the team year before or the team year before that, which we knew how to win one-score games and how to win a lot of games. This year's team has been a little different, and the reason they're sitting at 6-6, six and six, I like, so for my score prediction, I got Chiefs 27, Bills 24. I think the Bills lose an absolute heartbreaker once again. And Lance and I are throwing stuff at our TV or at our computer monitor on Tuesday night. And I'm going to text him. I don't want to do the show because I, I'm half joking. But it's just going to be one of those things again. And I'm hopefully I'm reverse jinxing it. Um, that's always what I try to do mentally. But I do think if I had to pick, I'd probably pick the Chiefs. So I'm the bad Ooh. guy. I'm the bad guy. I'm being the bad guy. It's okay. It's okay because when I'm if I'm wrong, good. I want to be wrong. You're going to be wrong. Good. I hope I'm wrong. Because if I'm wrong, we win. I hope uh, I like the 10-point win. That'd be nice. A little, like, easy win. We know it's not going to be an easy win if it's a win. It's the Bills. But, like, you probably had to watch. Go up. I hope the Bills watched Green Bay's performance on Sunday night. And whatever they did, just do it a little better because that was a really good performance by Green Bay. And, obviously, it ended up them winning the game. But shout-out to Jordan Love. Um they don't need Aaron Rodgers, I guess. So, yeah. Uh, did you did you see the the stat about Jordan Love's stats being like identical to Aaron Rodgers through his first however many games? Yeah, it's kind of no, crazy. I no, I did not. Really, I yeah. I'll, I'll look it up after the show. Okay, Lance. Anything else you want to touch on before we uh, get out of here? No, I think we touched on all the points we had. Uh, I'll say the last thing is situational football. Be successful in those situations and the bills are going to win this game again 33 to 24 scott final closing uh segment or closing thoughts and as well plug obviously your social media or whatever you want to plug yeah uh, first of all really appreciate you guys having me on this was a a ton of fun Uh, really enjoyed it um i look for the bills to make some plays on special teams this weekend tyler bass kind of been struggling recently need him to get back into form if they want to be successful down the stretch. We need him to make big kicks, especially in big games. So um, I could see Bass making some big field goals. You know, I think he's uh, he's obviously a very good kicker, but I think he may have lost his mojo a little bit. So I could see him making a big kick that, that helps us win. And then um, just controlling field position on special teams is going to be big uh, as well. A lot of people forget about that third phase, but as a, a special team player growing up, it's very important. Um but yeah, I appreciate the opportunity. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm S underscore Casson14. Follow the gambling blogs, and hopefully I win you some money. And if we don't, don't yell at me. Yeah, hopefully everyone um, enjoyed this episode. Hopefully everyone enjoys the game on Sunday. As always, we are sponsored by Underdog Fantasy. Make sure you guys use promo code WITS. 100% deposit match up to $100, starting at a minimum of $10. Just go on Underdog Fantasy, use code BLITZ, and you guys enjoy that. If you guys watched this episode, we appreciate it, but that was in the comment section tonight. 
Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. If you missed this episode, just go a little rewind on your screen and you can rewatch and re-listen to this whole thing. And if you did miss this episode, you can listen to the audio version tomorrow morning on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you get your audio podcast. Hopefully everyone enjoyed this episode. Hopefully everyone enjoys a hopeful Bills win on Sunday. Lance and I will be back next Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern as we break down the Bills versus Chiefs game and get you guys ready for Bills and Cowboys. Hopefully Hopefully everyone has a good rest of the night and good rest of the week. And as always, go Bills. Go Bills, baby. Go Bills.